You're listening to a Flawless Noises Media Network production. is up you guys welcome to the 100th episode of gay side stories with trillificent i am so excited to have made it this far and in all honesty and i've said this before but there have been quite a few times when i didn't think that i would make it this far so i am super excited that i'm still here the show is still flowing people are still interested i still have guests that are willing to come on and have conversations with me and we're going to keep going as i've said in the past i am going to continue with this show until i feel like i've had all of the conversations that i want to have and that my work is done so to celebrate we're going to take a break from the dating while fat series but that will be concluding next week with part three But for this episode, we're going to keep things light and fun. I have brought two of my faves back to the show just to talk about X-Men. But before we get into that, let's get a few things out of the way. So first, thank you to each and every person that has supported me over the last two years. To every listener, every podcaster in the community that has embraced me, the friends in the pod community that I've made, the people who have shared this show and brought new listeners with them. I want to take this opportunity to sincerely thank you all from the bottom of my heart to my friends and my cousin Kosha words. Listen, words honestly cannot express how grateful I am for your support, for your counsel, your guest spots on the show and for keeping me encouraged. So just to name a few people, to Nikki, Bree, Candice, Jeremy, Mo, Naj, my friend Dion, uh, John. You guys have really given me a lot over the past however many months and these past two years on this show. And I just want y'all to know that you're cherished. I appreciate you. And the show would not be what it is without um, all of you you guys' support. To all of the amazing guests, y'all are the real MVPs. Like, I could not have done this without you. And obviously, there have been so many guests that it was too many for me to name individually. But just know that I appreciate you all and you're welcome back anytime. Listen, the conversations will keep going until I get tired. So with all of that being said, let's celebrate. Let's have some fun and let's talk about some X-Men. Okay, party time. So I have two returning guests with me here to celebrate 100 episodes. So first up, I have Nick from the Megasheen podcast. What's going on, y'all? And also I have my brother in Gemini, John Salvatore of the John Effect Podcast and one half of Jackie and John the Podcast. Hey, what's going on? Congratulations to 100. That is a huge milestone. Yes, I'm it super is. proud of you. 
super proud of you. Thank you. Thank you. I've, I really feel like it just kind of snuck up on me. Like I was in the eighties, but I wasn't really paying attention. I was just putting out the show. Mm-hmm. And then when I moved and I did the first episode and it was 89, I was 89. I wouldn't hell I get to 89. It always sneaks up on you. Right. And so then I was, you know, I have this series going and I wasn't, I I just wasn't cognizant that, you know, it was going to be 100. Like, I'm like, okay, 99, 100, but it wasn't registering that 100 was the episode. So I'm in the middle of a series and I'm like, this is ugly because I don't want to break up the series, but I don't want to have, you know, like, I don't want that show to be the 100 i don't know it was just a lot going on but we here we are 100 we have outlived all of the golden girls oh Oh, now that was rude (laughs) (laughs) shout out to baby white (laughs) come on sis pump through So since this is a special episode, we are going to switch things up completely. We're not doing the usual segments. We are going to get right into it. And we are going to be talking about the X-Men. Why? Because I want to. Oh. All right. Hey, I mean, it's my show. I do what I want. Right. We scratched the surface of this a little bit when Nick was on my show. Not even that long ago, actually. Mm-mm. And I, one of the questions in the queer query was about X Men, and then the next thing you know, it was like seven minutes later, we still talking about X Men. <laughs> <laughs> then the show comes out, we on Twitter talking about X Men, <laughs> mm-hmm. and then here come John. He's like X Men. He's like I'm, I'm, I'm here. I'm present. <laughs> exactly. And I was like, you know what? I was like, why don't we just talk about X Men? Okay. Episode one hundred. Now I will say, no shade. I had a different idea of what the one hundredth episode was going to be, mm-hmm. and but that was my fault because um, I was supposed to record with my guest, and life was like, "Bitch, you thought," and I was like, "I mean, of all the episodes that life is like, not this weekend." I was like, "So," and we, you know, he's busy and travels and we've been going back and forth so i was like okay i need a new another idea for episode 100 but we are still gonna do that episode because listen the questions are lit um shout out to him i owe you so let's get into it guys i want to talk about x-men one of my favorite things in the whole world marvel did that let's get into it so first guys i want to know who is your all-time favorite character from the x-men series I'll, I'll go go here first. Okay. Uh, Storm. Okay. But like, there's no denying that everybody played a significant part in the series. However, Storm was to me it. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. I'm gonna have to say same. Oh, wow. Okay. (laughs) Come on and be the odd man out. (laughs) I know I'm totally going to be the odd man out. Um, You probably won't be surprised by my answer, but my favorite all-time character, 
It's a tie, but I'm going to say my all-time favorite character is Jean Elaine Grace Summers. Mm-hmm. I go okay, so her. I'm done. I'm, I'm <laughs> just going to go ahead and unplug and y'all have a good night. <laughs> I just oh, love her. No love too. for Jean. I have an honorable mention, though. Uh, Who's your honorable mention? Apocalypse. Oh, Because okay. he is so dramatic, and I just live for it. <laughs> Listen, like so fucking dramatic. John Calicos, the guy who voiced him, uh, rest in peace. Mm -hmm. He did that. Yeah. When he told them, um, he said, "There is no freedom from me. There is only freedom through me." Mm. You're like, oh, okay. A prophet, his mind. Right, and then there was another quote. He said to be how. There was some. I'm gonna um, put it in layman's terms, or no, shorten it or whatever. But he basically said, "You all, there have been so many people that wanted my demise. You all are no closer to the Babylonians with their swords and fire sticks." Oh. Okay. Damn. All right, speak on it. Get with the winning team, ho. Like, Your little powers are hey. cute or whatever, but girl, ain't nothing but sticks and stones to me. Right. Ooh, like I said, see the drama. <laughs> like, why yeah. is he so over the top like that? I, that's I how I knew it. he was a nigga. I L- knew Apocalypse was a nigga. That he could talk that shit and still fight you, and then he could never die. I'm like, so, girl, I'm. It's over. Uh, it's I, over. I knew he was a nigga because that little purple shit on his face was a chin strap beard. Thank you, thank right. you. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, this a nigga. Oh yeah, this nigga. Oh, look at him in Egypt and shit. A whole Egyptian nigga." Uh huh. Indeed. Uh-huh. Yeah, I I just live for the drama. He is just over the top. Uh, all right. So, do you guys prefer the comics or the cartoons? It's a tie for me. Okay. I think for me, it's the cartoon only because I wasn't I wasn't big into comics when I was growing up. Mm-hmm. And the X-Men in general, either if it's in the series, the animated series, or in the comics, there's timelines are so convoluted that you really don't know where to start. My so, current dilemma. <laughs> exactly. So you're like, um, I don't know where to start. So I prefer the cartoon but i am trying to get myself more involved in the comics because there's Mm -hmm. such a big difference in the comics i think uh what did i read um was it last year i I read um was it man god loves man kills yeah that is a deep ass arc that i would very much everybody I would encourage everybody to read because you can still see um themes of this this uh guy who's a religious zealot. You can still see those themes in current society. So mm. that's a very like the first couple of I'm gonna spoil a little bit, the first couple of uh panels, they're killing kids and stringing them up. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Heavens to Murgatroyd. Exactly. It's that it's that type of deep. I said, Oh, oh, so y'all not playing. Mm-mm. 
Yikes. Oh, yeah. Woo. Uh-huh. All right. Come on, <laughs> the, uh, the Hunger Games. Mm-hmm. All right. My, oh my, oh my, oh my. Okay. Um, I haven't gotten into the comics, so obviously it's gonna have to be the cartoon for me. But the answer you gave Nick about the convoluted timelines makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And I feel like it's better or maybe not better, but I feel like it's easier to absorb if you have the foundation of having watched the cartoon. Because at least you're familiar with some story arcs, characters, and relationships, and et cetera, et cetera. Whereas, you know, you can pick up a comic, and it may be characters that are not in there that you'll never be uh, exposed to until you pick up a certain comic. So, mm-hmm. got to go with the cartoon on that. So, speaking of, let's talk about it, and we're going to talk about the animated series because I don't, I'm not too familiar with her, her younger sister. Um, what was it? <laughs> evolution. Oh, yeah. and then there was there was evolution, and then there was Wolverine and the X Men. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. I don't know her. Anything that centers yeah. Wolverine is not for me. Not at all. I, I, that's a hard pass for me. Thank you so much. <laughs> I'll have a please. Thank you. Okay, so on the animated series, <laughs> uh, did you have the same favorite character? Yes. Because uh, Iona Morris and Allison Seeley Smith, who voiced Storm, did that when they were when she would always do her commands, them soliloquies. Yeah, yes! she would give you poetry she would give and you motion. Sonnet. <laughs> All right, Storm the sonnet. Speak on it. What about you, John? This show, my favorite character from this show would be Rogue. I I love a Southern Belle, as you know. Like she, everything. She's a Southern Belle, but she's like indestructible. Like it don't get no better. Right, skin tight uniform, long flowing hair, and just you wear what you want when nobody can beat your ass. I know that's right. right. Speak on that. <laughs> I mean, other than like Gladiator, but that's, <laughs> that's a different story. So yeah, obviously my favorite character from the series was Rogue. Um, who's your least favorite character? Morph. Ooh. <laughs> I liked Morph. I understood where he was coming from after he got, you know, fucked up by <laughs> Mr. Sinister. After mm. that necromancy. Child, they put a hurting on that boy. Ended. I was like, Morph is just a smeared shit stain. I'm just like, <gasps> he was. He should have never been. In, I just. I was just like, no, 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 no. But that was really brave of them for the first episode of a kid series in the nineties to kill a character. Right. You know what? I would say there's a precedence though. Because remember in the 80s, how they used to kill characters in the movies? Optimus Prime. That's true. And uh, who's the other one? The blonde head dude from G.I. Joe. Duke, I think. Mm. Yeah, it was Duke. Duke. But then they went back and changed (laughs) it because after Optimus kicked the bucket, them parents was like, bitch, what the fuck? Right. Now my kid is in uh, therapy and I can't pay for it because of your bitch ass. (laughs) 
They were like, "Oh no, Duke can't die. We got to get a voiceover. He he's still alive, y'all. He 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 came out of his coma. So I feel right. like there's a precedence for it. And I think the '90s, just from the political climate and just society, I think it was the perfect time. Like I don't think it would have really worked as well in any other time. But just the '90s were lit, but they were. It was a chaotic time. Like I feel like technologically things move faster now but i feel like life moved faster back then just because it was just always something going on Mm -hmm. and now there's such a digital presence so it's like information is moving faster but the people are not necessarily moving faster oh if that that makes sense that's a read well it's unintentional You know, and I could, I don't know, maybe I'm being nostalgic about the 90s. I don't know. But I'm just like, I just feel like the world was moving so fast in the 90s. Well, we had all of that technology. We had the Internet. We had all of this. Like I said, we had all of this technology come out in the 90s that nobody knew what what was going to work. And if it was going to be here, hell, you know, remember in a. the 1999 when everybody thought the world was going to end because of uh, yes! oh, Y2K. Oh, Y2K. I was yeah. shook. Oh my god. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I'm so, trying yeah. to remember Y2K. I think I was like, I mean, can we order pizza then? I mean, if we're going to die, at least. <laughs> right. And not that cheap <laughs> shit neither, you know, mama. If, if everything going to go to hell and we're going to be savages out here, can we at least get Pizza Hut one more time? Right, and that's when Pizza Hut was good. Oh, no, oh, talk like, about it. That personal pan after even read, reading your books. Oh. <laughs> no, nigga, when you feeling fancy and mama like, can we get the stuffed crust? And she's like, and yes. Lovers. <laughs> she's like, you know what? You got a good grade on that math test. Stuffed crust for you, baby. Uh-huh. Yes. Go mm. off, stuffed crust. Go off. I feel like all of these memories are so interconnected for me. Like, I start talking about X-Men, and I start musing about the 90s when I was a little boy and all the stuff. I I was talking about Snick the other day on Twitter. Kids don't know Snick. about Snick? Snick was Roundhouse was my fucking show. Oh, oh I love that show. And it's just all connected. Next thing you know, we be talking about the Power Rangers. Nigga. Mm-hmm. Listen, Nigga. maybe I should do that for my 150th episode. Who's going to come talk about the Power Rangers? Because I have... I have Back. a lot to say. <laughs> Jason David Franklin still get it. Fucking day, best ranger ever. I will still put my bottom up for uh, Jason David Frank. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. I don't care for her. Anyway. Ah! Oh, okay. So I'm going again. <laughs> Rocky, Rocky, Steve Cardenas. Holla at me, bro. I liked Rocky. Rocky. Rocky uh, Comic Con this weekend. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Walter, have to... <laughs> listen, Walter can call me, and I'll even. He still looks the same. He looks. That he nigga looks don't ache. A little bit older. He looked, you know, good with his little salt and pepper. Listen, I will help you find a barber that would that will that will. Get that edge up, nigga. That edge get up. Get that right, but in the meantime, in between time, you can get in between my time. Yeah. <laughs> and Turbo still looks good too. Oh, <sighs> See, that's what I'm saying. That like you just start talking about stuff from the '90s, and it just steamrolls into a whole different thing. Then we start talking about ABC shows, Urkel and shit. So let's get back on track. 
We <laughs> talked about characters. Let's talk about story arcs. What was your favorite story arc from the animated series? Oh, God. There were so many that I liked. Um, I'm not going to talk about the obvious, the, the Phoenix Saga, mm. but I enjoyed the arc where the, uh, the, the episode was called um, Time Fugitives, where Bishop had went back in time to kill one of the X-Men. He just didn't know which one. Yes, that was a good arc. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And it turned out it was it was Gambit, but it was Mystique as Gambit. And this was supposed to set off this whole event. Basically, it was supposed to go down the Deja Future Past timeline. And he um, met Cable, too. And I, there was always that sense of Cable went back. He had to... No, what did he go back? Was that that timeline? Or I'm getting my uh, episodes confused. No, he did go back um, to stop the assassination. But whenever he turn, returned back home, the the future always remained the same. And that was so scary. I'll always remember that they would have uh, basically a skeleton that you would imagine was Wolverine because it had the claws extended. Oh, I remember that. That was some crazy imagery. It, yeah, and Forge was always saying, no, it's still comes out the same and that to me even now is scary as a kid because you know no matter what you do no matter what you think you're going to do to change or rewrite history it always turns out the same and you can't fix it yeah yeah and i'm gonna do a um a uh a second place so to speak the okay. uh the the phalanx that Ooh, yeah, 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 uh, yeah. two-parter that was good and i always loved how they were animated it it kind of actually made me itch for some odd reason i don't know why but that yellow and black and how it moved yeah the animation on there was really good and mm -hmm. that was another one that was scary that no matter where you where you went that this techno virus can get through anything, whether it be phone lines, um, internet lines, anything, it could go through it. And that was when uh, Beast came to the, when, on the first episode, when Beast saw that everybody was captured, I was like, oh shit, this, this is some real shit. And then he had to go get, um, he found, what's his name? Warlock? Yeah, Warlock, and then he grouped up with Mr. Sinister and Magneto, and when he went to Mirror Island, and Banshee and Moira Matagra got captured, I was like, oh my god, so everybody's just gonna have to die. <laughs> but that that was a, a very good episode. It That's was. Yeah. And I would imagine, what would the phalanx look on the big screen? Hopefully we'll get to see yeah, who knows? Oh, Ooh, Jesus! Can we just let's just say a quick prayer for this casting? Because well, I, I'm it, yeah. Lord, please, <laughs> please let him get it right. <laughs> please, please. Oh my goodness! Okay, John, what about you? My favorite arc was the Dark Phoenix Saga. Like 
I used I would record it. I actually I did record it on VHS and I would watch it the whole weekend. I would watch it Friday night. I would watch it Saturday morning. I will watch it Sunday. I will watch it twice on Sunday. It was such a great like that was big dick energy. Like Dark <laughs> Phoenix was giving you big dick energy. She was fucking all of them up and she didn't care. And I mm-hmm. loved it. I love that Cyclops was just like it was a love story, and it's just like Cyclops loves this woman, but she's like, fuck it, no. He was like, give me my bitch back, and she was like, boy. When they were fighting, uh, when they were fighting at Central Park, when he said because I love her, and she's like, I do not understand, and your answer is unacceptable. (laughs) Right, that right there. She, I mean, she was fucking them up. And also, side note, during the Dark Phoenix saga, when they uh started the challenge with the Imperial Guard, which you knew good and damn well the X-Men wouldn't go fight no damn Imperial Guard, even though they did it once. Oof. Where uh, Lalandra and Professor X are doing their little psychic, oh, help me, Professor X is pleading with Lalandra. Oh, their psychic foreplay? Yeah, and she, he said, uh, well, help me in her... Uh, he said something along the lines of pleading with her, and she said to him, that was unworthy of you. I said, oh, Lalandra is not with this shit. I don't give a damn if your dick is big or not. I am a empress of the Shi'ar Empire, and the duties of the empire come before the longings of my heart, okay? So I don't give a damn, wheelchair man, if you got it for me or not, but I'm going to get this bitch, and my people are going to get this bitch, okay? Lalandra was not with it. She's like, yes. And like you said, John, at the end of the day, the Dark Phoenix or the whole Phoenix saga is a big ass love story and it's one of the greatest story arcs that has ever been written. I agree. And, and like uh not to go on a tirade, but I'm gonna go on a tirade that this Dark Phoenix that they gonna release oh, this the movie. year the Dark Parakeet. <laughs> like you you're robbing the audience of what made the phoenix the this whole phoenix the phoenix this whole saga and like to reduce it to oh gene's got a mental disease or something no the phoenix was a guardian the phoenix helped them defeat the kin and she was keeper of the Incron crystal yep so it's just like uh... wasn't she she was the daughter of the crystal right yeah however that works but you know lore or whatever right (laughs) okay so for me my favorite story arc was when they were in the savage land i knew you were gonna say i don't know (laughs) i love that story arc and mr sinister with his drag queen ass just such oh he is so weird he too was dramatic Yeah. He was such a stunt queen, like he mm-hmm. was. Oh my god! Oh, I loved it. That uh, was Sauron. That uh, freaking pterodactyl. pterodactyl. Oh, it was just so good. And Magneto, that one part where they were <laughs> when they were captured, and Mister Sinister was doing all that talking, and Magneto was like, "If you're gonna kill us, shut the fuck up and do it already." Right. <laughs> I was like, "Talk your I... shit." <laughs> there was uh that that time where um. They were down there, and Morph was trying to 
He had <laughs> snapped out of it and shot him. And Mr. Sinister looked at him. He's like, exquisitely poor timing, Morph. I was like, oh, see, I knew <laughs> Mr. Sinister was with the girls. He was. He's overall house mother. That big-ass collar fringe that he had that looked like a rake that somebody tore apart? <laughs> Please. He always been a sis. And that liquid eyeliner that he stay on? Listen. And that black lipstick? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 For the kids. <laughs> but I just, I love that arc. And then uh, Charles could walk, and him and Magneto didn't have no fucking powers. And somehow they turned into survivalists, even though I'm sure they ain't never had to do that shit before. Well, right. I mean, Magneto. Well, well yeah, he was in the Holocaust, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe. But I mean, that's different from being in, in the jungle. That's true. With fucking dinosaurs, because didn't they almost get eaten by like a T Rex or something? Uh huh. When they was chasing it around the um the little mm-hmm, hot spring or whatever. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that was one of my my favorite uh, story arcs. And when even though I well we'll get to that, but when Cyclops was in his bag just blasting the fuck out of Mister Sinister. Oh, he was hot. He was hot. <laughs> he was thirty eight hot. Listen, <laughs> he said, "Not only did you fuck up my wedding." But I also didn't get no puss after said wedding. Oh no, somebody's gonna die. Mm-hmm. Kidnap my fucking wife. Mm-hmm. On that arc of the uh, Savage Land, when they finally got their powers and that theme music started playing, listen, you coming, baby. I was like, oh, they about to whoop some motherfucking ass. Now nah, I'm t- I'm tuned in. Mm. That music started. Oh, mm, and Storm took off from that ground. Oh. Come oh, on, ready. line them up, line them the fuck up. Okay, mm-hmm. I was here I for still, it. Do y'all still remember some of the uh, the speeches from Storm? Oh uh, <laughs> uh, wait, Mishnari. No, wait, I'm trying to think. What was the Mishnari <laughs> one from? That shit took me out. It was just like when she was uh. The, now uh, I'm so confused on that. Was that was just her? She said it was her son, but she didn't give birth to it. No, it was no. You're right. It was Mishnari um, was someone from her village's son. I think they were like best friends. I think she, I think Storm was his godmother, but she said I love him like he was my own. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Listen, Storm hoofed it to fucking Africa with that white hair. Like what? And what? Look, I gotta go. <laughs> I got. Oh. Okay. So let's talk about beef. What was your favorite beef on the show between however many characters? Like Wolverine and Cyclops. Oh my, okay. My favorite beef. Wolverine was <coughs> shit and he was gonna call Cyclops ass out every fucking time. He didn't respect his leadership and I loved it because I don't like Cyclops. I think he's a douchebag. Did he didn't respect his leadership, or he just wanted to get Gene before Cyclops? I think it was both. Yeah, probably both. <laughs> probably both. Probably. So who would win that fight? Wolverine. Don't sleep on Cyclops, though. Cyclops is uh, the leader for a reason. He's got skills. He, he got skills. Hmm. He, 
Yeah, he got skills, but my money on is on Wolverine. I feel like Wolverine is just plucky enough to just like rip Cyclops' head off. Ouch. Match point. Game set. Mm-hmm. What about you, Nick? What was your favorite beef on the series? Favorite beef? Okay. It was, I think it's a tie. Okay. Between the actual X-Men and the Imperial Guard. Mm-hmm. And Wolverine and Lady Deathstrike. Ooh. Because she was not Lady Deathstrike. Yuriko Oyama was not letting that motherfucker uh, hold it. Yeah, she, was she was getting in his, his ass. ass. Yeah, she She's did. like, look, I know you got the motherfucking claws from my daddy. And I know where you got them from. You stole them, you little bastard. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to have to get with you. And as far as the, the, um, the Imperial Guard, I felt... They weren't going to lose to nobody. They were the Imperial Guard for a reason. And when they uh, first, when they had to fight the X-Men at the request of the Ken, they were like, oh, we know you're crazy, but we we serve the throne and you sit on that throne. So whatever. Yeah, Gladiator was getting on my nerves with that shit, but I get it. I said on, a, I think I said it on Twitter. That the Ken is to was Okoye is to Wakanda as the uh, Gladiator is to the Shi'ar. Fair. Yeah, that's fair. So I'm like, and the uh, Gladiator. Okay, y'all gonna (laughs) y'all gonna hate me, but I'm like, I wanted to see what it looked like. Hey, all, all right. right. Um, I'm like, come I on. bet it's just all massive. Purple D. Ooh, okay. Right. I mean, he might have been packing. He did have that flat top. Right. Ah, shut up. <laughs> 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 oh, my God. So, my favorite beef was Wolverine uh, and Sabretooth. Because when I tell you on motherfucking site, it on site on the homoeroticism. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I just thought about my second favorite was uh Wolverine and Alpha Flight, specifically the the leader. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, what was his name? Oh um. Oh. oh God! I just I read it today because I was like I'm gonna read about the X Men while I'm at work because I ain't got nowhere to do. Is it like North Star or something like no, that? No, North Star was it part of the team, but he it was that he okay. wasn't the leader. Oh, I I don't, I don't know. Maybe it'll come to us. But anyway, like specifically coming in, up in my head, um, when the general came in and they had Wolverine tied up, and uh-huh. he was like, "Get me that skeleton," and um. Wolverine was like, what's the matter, old friend? You forgot your pocket knife? I was like, what kind of gangster-ass shit is this? <laughs> what about when Wolverine, you know, uh, went on his eat, pray, love bullshit at the uh, the Arctic, and, you know, he was fishing with the, the natives and whatever, and Sabretooth said, <laughs> my fun interrupt your fishing. 
that line always takes me out because the uh, the voice actor who did say listen i was just about to say just the way that he said it i was like he had to have been imagining like a real beef like somebody like stole his bike or something because i was just the the way he delivered that line i was like what the fuck it takes me out every time like it wouldn't have matter what he said you knew you was about to get into a fight he could have told you roses are red, violets are blue, and you'd have been like, motherfucker, let's go. Right. Because the way it he was, said that shit, that was a threat. <laughs> it, Cybertooth, he was so sadistic. And yes, I will repeat what I said previously on your podcast. I would like to... Uh, <laughs> I, I, I would get down with Sabretooth, even though I might lose my life. Ain't no mm-hmm. might about it. He definitely gonna uh, bite you through the neck. Yep. Just pray that it's after you nut. So, (laughs) (laughs) let's talk about the top three favorite things from the series. So, I'm actually going to start. Let's see. Top three. And in no particular order, um, I loved the sagas. We just mentioned so many of them. I really did like the way that there were always just these intricate arcs and it was one of those things where you just it builds up so much excitement and so much anxiety because you just are like salivating for the next episode like when the when the dark listen the phoenix episode uh saga was one thing but when the dark phoenix listen i was like foaming at the mouth for the next episode like what is this bitch gonna do oh she gonna beat everybody ass oh i cannot wait and then you know how they have the filler and they stretch it out and it's like come on get to the ass kickery Mm -hmm. oh and then you get to it and it's so satisfying because then she like she went from this sweet deity to like a sassy ass drag queen and you just like (laughs) she up there talking cash shit knowing that can't nobody beat her ass Mm-hmm. laughing in their face and shit oh my god so i loved that they just had these long arcs there were so many arcs um another thing in my top three storm speeches and rogues sass yes i, yeah. I loved everything about rogue country ass i was i, mean, <laughs> I was kind of where she drained carol from accounting's at powers Ooh. favorite episode oh yeah oh, yeah that, that was bitch. Yeah, I, I'm not gonna lie. That episode kind of fucked me up because I was like, that I just, was kind of sad. I don't know. It was. I don't know what it was about. It just like, dang. I don't, it almost felt like watching somebody get suffocated with a pillow. <laughs> like it was just. It was intense for me and my young self. I was just like, oh my gosh, she's killing her. Like, kill us before. I like. I like. This bitch just gonna kill this bitch like she ain't got no help. Who gonna fly the plane, Lord? I was <laughs> not I was, who gonna was, fly the plane. I was distraught. <laughs> I hate you. Oh my god, I was so distraught. That episode stressed me the fuck out. Uh okay. And last, um one of my favorite, favorite, favorite things from the series. Was Gambit snatching Jean's wig in that kitchen about her cooking on that? (laughs) 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 Oh, he was so fucking Cajun and sassy. I was like, yes, get her ass together. Oh, she was mad. Oh, she was so mad. I was like, stay mad, bitch. (laughs) Not stay mad, bitch. 
And she did. <laughs> she was. She was very upset about that uh, stale-ass cooking. She was hot. <laughs> he was like, girl, you ain't put no seasoning in this or nothing? <laughs> <laughs> it's called Food Gambit. <laughs> like the day I take cooking rice from you, I was like, "Girl, he he from Louisiana. Why would you not?" All right, you better get his Louisiana glamour. Listen, you should be glad you got some help. As much as you faint, you clearly ain't got too much in the tank. <laughs> anyway, John, what about you? Uh, you actually threw it right to me. Let me catch the alley oop. My favorite thing is Gene always falling out it was so <laughs> melodramatic <laughs> you find a level an omega level mutant and you how they have you on this show is a pale it pales in comparison to your true worth and i'm just like gene i love you and i love a distraught white woman but you falling out and calling out scott's name over the smallest things <laughs> Listen, the animated yeah. series Gene was Trash. she she was to the X Men what Kimberly was to the Power Rangers when Tommy joined. Oh, oh. Tommy, help, Scott! <laughs> Same thing. Are you serious? Like, girl, get it together. Come on. I'm like, you like legit the most powerful one, and you. <laughs> Like, oh, I'm just going to take a nap. Really, girl? <laughs> the second thing, the theme, the theme song is iconic. I Ooh, love the theme true. song, and I love the intro. And I love just the cast in general, the, the characters they chose for the show. So that's my second. And my third is just the animation overall. I felt like the animation was such a great thing coming from the comics because I read the comics so it was just like okay I'm here for it I like it that's what's up okay but how about you Nick uh number one would definitely be the theme song Mm -hmm. I mean that theme song gets me hyped listen (coughs) um I think number two would be like we said, storm speeches because they were iconic. Mm-hmm. I remember when she was fighting uh, on the dark side of the moon, when she told Homeboy, controlling the dirt is nothing to one who commands wind and rain. I was like, oh, okay. Oh, we, yeah. we see you, baby. Oh, we yeah. see you, Storm. She, she too, was sassy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I think third would be the fight scenes. Hmm. Underground, oh, she washed her. She washed that ass. Oh, when she was one fighting of, Callisto? Yes, my fa- one of my favorite fight scenes. Mm-hmm. You've lost. I was like, come on, drama. Oh, I was so but here you shall for not it. Die. Oh, I was Killing so here X-Men for way. it. Like, why do I know that whole thing? <laughs> Listen, because that white bitch just knew she was going to win. Like, look at this old bougie bitch. She can't do she was storm. I'm coming for that ass. That whole episode, heels. everybody was reading folks. Yeah, she was in heels, yes. Oh, you and, know what? She did have her little boots on. Her little, sure. uh, her little three inches. <laughs> <laughs> her kitten heels. <laughs> yeah, her kitten heels. But everybody was reading everybody in that episode. <laughs> where uh, where uh, Jean said, Scott's my date. 
And then uh, Scott was like, uh, "So take." Uh, he said, uh, "Calissa said I need I need somebody to rule with me." He's like, "So take out an ad." I was like, "Oh, oh yeah. So yeah, yeah, somebody, yeah, yeah, yeah." Everybody was sassy that episode. <laughs> Come on, writing. Oh, they uh, were so sassy. I loved it. I loved it. Okay. Let's talk about a specific episode. You guys have a favorite. Mojo Vision is my favorite episode. Yes, that's mine too. <laughs> oh my god, nigga, you not yeah. me. Stop trying to be me. Fuck it. Fuck out of here. <laughs> it, it, I, that was such a fun episode. It was. It, was, it gave me everything I needed and everything I wanted. It was so. It uh, it was just so. It was kooky, but it was still X Men. I don't know. Uh-huh. I just I loved that episode so much. Could you imagine a spiral on the big screen? Dope. That's Ooh. gonna be fine. That's gonna be dope. Oh, favorite episode. Okay, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna get in my emotions real quick. So bear with me. Emotions take <laughs> over. Okay, go ahead. So the very last episode, graduation oh. day, where. They had actually, they finally revived uh, Xavier and he was saying his goodbyes to everybody. And he said to Scott that if you were my son, something to the effect that if you were my son, I would have been no, no prouder. Something, something like that. But, and you see Scott chest all tight Tears coming down his face. Um, when he's talked to Rogue, he's like unable to touch anybody, but look around. You, you will see that you've touched everybody. Uh, and then the the ending frame where everybody is out there looking up to the sky. And then that was the uh, the last episode. And I cry every time that I see that. It doesn't matter if I have just been laughing my ass off. I will sit down and cry my eyes out. I think I've only ever watched that maybe once. That is, do not like. Oh, Don't like to just, see my faves go. Do not like. <laughs> and it was so you knew that was it. That was the last episode, and I was like, damn. But I love the imagery that they did, where everybody, you know, everybody was still alive. Thank God. Uh, hell, Morph was even back. okay so let's switch gears a little bit and let's talk about hypothetical reboots so if you were in charge of doing a new x-men cartoon how would you go about doing so Mm. let me kick it off um so first and foremost i definitely would feature more diversity in the core team like we only need like two white people like let's be clear on that <laughs> has to be one of those white people absolutely maybe okay. yeah rogue and i don't know who else somebody some i mean if y'all want the characters they might have to change ethnicities sorry but it, it is way too much white on the team and plus you, you know now you definitely would want to see some some genderqueer and uh trans people and whatnot on there too so <laughs> We need some of that. Mm-hmm. 
you know, but it don't all have to look, you know, I don't definitely want to get away from having that one token character that embodies like several of the minorities they're trying to capture. Like, okay, if we're going to have somebody trans then they have to be Latina and it's like, can we have two different characters? Like what the fuck? So definitely more diversity in the main, uh, core team and the leader would definitely have to be openly LGBT. Um, I would want the team to feature more original mutants. So still have some of the legacy, you know, maybe cameos and coming through and stopping by, but I would want to see something newer. So maybe, you know, continue with the, the, the school element of it. And so now let's say storm is headmistress and she's kind of guiding, but, this new generation um but it's characters that we haven't seen before that we're not familiar with and right. not just like a, we're doing it but the all the rest of the people are still here so you don't learn anything about these kids because you know beast is in fucking jail trying to be <laughs> his own goddamn lawyer and shit <laughs> If you prick us, do we not bleed? Like, I was like, please. if you don't get your stupid ass down, what the hell are you doing, beast? These are <laughs> white people. What are you doing? You are not a white person anymore because I know your ass was white before you switched. Yeah, he will. I, to me, beast has always been black. Like, I don't know why, but he's if, always been black, if, at least biracial to me. If beast is black and or biracial, then he a whole tip. Uh, I can see that. He's the whole tap nigga. I definitely see Beast being yeah, whole tap. He is definitely a bean pie nigga. Why y'all do my man like that though? <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah, I, I want to see uh original mutants. I want to see different mutations. Like let's push the 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 limit. Let's get creative and let's show something new. Let's show different I don't know, maybe some kind of evolution so now people are are mutating with multiple powers or, or or i don't know they can maybe there's some kind of common link between mutants that are starting to be born i don't know something creative um i would want it to be completely independent of any comics obviously with original characters we're going to do a whole brand new story arc we're not touching none of the stuff that's already been done because specifically talking about the animated series it was done to perfection you don't need to redo any of that stuff in cartoon form I agree. That's true. Um, and then, just piggybacking on what I just said, I would want the series to dive deeper into the science and the genetics of the actual mutation. But I want to see it taking into account like the advances in modern medicine, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. Like, let's see the progression of research into the the gene and what have they learned and obviously because people gonna people specifically white straight men are going people um you know there's gonna be some sect that is manufacturing the thing and they've learned how to do it successfully and now they doing all kinds of shady shit over there so but i want to see the actual science almost like a have a story arc that's kind of like a a jurassic parkish like they show you how they did it but it's in like a nice, neat package. This could get a little bit grittier because we can stretch it over an arc of 
the research into the actual genetics. And then, you know, obviously, as with any good story arc, you end that with a boss battle. True. And lastly, I would say I would want it to be a good mix of the nerdy stuff and the action. So, like I said, the the research into the genetics and whatever other stuff we can do, just technology and how mutants are using it. Because I would imagine if we advance past where we were in the animated series, there may be a whole different thing. Maybe mutants have their own underground network. And so they doing their thing behind closed doors. Maybe they have learned how to hide in plain sight on some vampire shit. I don't know. But I definitely want to mix it up. Plenty of action still, obviously, because you want to see them use their powers. And specifically, because we are who we are, you want to see them use their powers to fuck shit up. Or at least defend themselves and in turn fuck something up or somebody. But I think that was that would be where I would start. And then, you know, it would blossom from there. Okay, I like it. I like that. I do. I think how the original X-Men animated series got their voice actors is spot on. Cause a lot of them had did theater. They have a, a heavy background on stage and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So right. I would still go that route. I would, I'll introduce a lot of different villains such as, um, arcade or mm. maybe, um, maybe miss sinister. Because there was a, a story arc of uh, her in, back in the comics. Um, maybe, like you said, I would like to see more representation as far as LGBTQ is concerned. Don't focus so much on Wolverine. Ugh. Because Duke. it's like, I, I get he's the most famous X-Man. However... All of these other stories are yet to be told. I would, we, you know what, we didn't see Kitty Pride in the X Men animated series, so I would we like should. to introduce introduce her mm. and make her that role that Jubilee was, and actually expand Jubilee and make her more of a likable character Ooh. because I thought that she was written off as a. a annoyance to the team however in the comics she is a badass and she's even she even has a a story arc where she became a vampire so i would i would like her to be more of a badass in the in animation um let's see what else i would love i i know that there was a in the animated series there uh, Psylocke had a little bit of an arc in um, what was it Beyond Good and Evil where Apocalypse has stole all the, the psychics I would like to see her more in mm-hmm. okay. that um, I think that's all for right now all right. Oh, that's what's... I like it how about you John well my recreation or my retelling of the X-Men cartoon, the whole team, all female. I want mm-hmm. an all-female team. I want all of the villains to be female. I want epic battles. I want slinky costumes. I want sharp dialogue. I want the dramatics. I want it all. 
I want Polaris on the main team. I want Polaris to be the leader of the team. Um, I want Storm to kind of be like what Professor X was. And I don't want I don't want any men. I don't want any men on the team. I don't want any mention of a Wolverine, a Gambit, a Cyclops, a Havoc, none of that. I just want strong females. And I want that's what, yeah, that's all I really want. That's how I would recreate the show. Okay, come on, Fem Fatale. You bad. know what I hated? Fifteen percent experience bonus. Okay, somebody's <laughs> been playing X Men Legends. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I hated how they. You remember how Gene uh, during the Phoenix Saga, where they uh, met the Star Jammers. Mm-hmm. And Gene was like, oh, he means more to you than you ever realized. I was like, well, bitch, why don't you ever tell him that Corsair was his father? Why didn't he have to uh, figure it out half a season later? Or why couldn't you figure out that uh, Havoc was Cyclops' brother? Right. Like, Ugh. bitch. I'm sorry, Dave. Ugh. That bugged my mind. <laughs> Oh, we love you, but you are not without your flaws. Animated series. Okay, so let's switch gears a little bit because we are on Gay Side Story. So let's talk about LGBT representation a little bit. Now, obviously we didn't really... I don't think we got any in the comic. I mean, not comic, sorry, in the uh, cartoon. I assumed all of them were somewhat on the spectrum. I mean, openly. (laughs) Yeah, no, I just feel like they... I feel like... Something about Gambit gave me very bisexual. Um, something about Storm gave me bisexual too. Really? It, yeah. I I just I I remember watching it when I when I knew what gay was. I was like, I could I could see it. I and could, Beast could, also gave me, Beast gave me homosexual. Beast gave me this is my partner and I. We share a one bedroom apartment. Like he very much gave me gay. I Beast, saw him as gay. You know what? I have to be honest. Beast definitely gave me. I'm never gonna get to know the touch of a man because of how I look. Yes. <laughs> he very much gave me that. Okay, um, I missed all. I missed that one. <laughs> Storm. Yeah, he was longing for. Yeah. Yeah, Storm, she didn't really give me that. Gambit, I can kind of see. Gambit gives me uh, Gambit sexual. gives I'll... me a uh, community dick, if we're going to be honest. <laughs> Groupon thing. Yeah, <laughs> pretty G- much. Gambit very much gave me, as long as you pretty, it don't matter. Right. I mean, I would have gave it up to him. So. Absolutely. <laughs> and then I would have got up, where the, where the gumbo at, girl? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Where's my shrimp etouffee? Where yeah. is the etouffee gambit? <laughs> <laughs> I know you got some. Listen, these cakes ain't free. Right. Where's my beignets? Mm, get to work. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, just now from, I'm hungry. <laughs> I know, right? The little bit that I know f- from outside of the animated series, I know that. We have Iceman. He was openly gay, and I think he just recently had a uh, his own comic. Um, yeah, I heard there was. <clears throat> I heard it was mildly problematic for some reason, but I think he was white manning. But I mean, he white, so what do you expect? But he was Gene had outed him. 
Oh, yeah, she had read his mind, and she was like, "Oh, oh, you're, you're gay." I was like, "Oh, bitch, okay, oh, so just... dusty bitch." Yeah, she uh, had outed him. Oh, that is trash. Um, okay, so I know about Iceman. I know about North Star, and those those are really the I only like two. Which okay, I can definitely yeah. see that. Psylocke definitely gives me um, Tomb Raider. Betsy's always gonna like the touch of a woman, I promise you. Hmm. <laughs> Rogue gave me bye. Or at least lipstick lesbian. Yeah, the latter. <laughs> I didn't get that from her. I, I, I was like, maybe she would you know, let a girl eat her out or something. But I, she definitely would have experimented. Yeah. At the very least. Okay. The very least, yeah. Storm, now that you've said it, Storm very much gives me I have like a whole secret wife back home. Got that pantsuit and she used, like, remember she had that red pantsuit? With the black pants. <laughs> and them damn That's shoulders cute. and they look like Milli Vanilli. Right, and her power and her suit just came on. I was like, okay. You never saw that again, though. I thought that was interesting. Yeah. You know what was interesting about Storm off topic? Um, I always was like, so she channels the electricity through her hand and it changes her clothes. I was like, where'd she get this technology from? I, I was like, nobody else can do that? Listen, and another thing that was always funny to me, um, because I've never really been here for Wolverine, like, ever. Either. And when I was growing up watching it, my cousin and I used to watch it together, and he loved Wolverine. So, you know, he was on my goddamn nerves all the time. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, why you even like Wolverine? He ain't even got that many powers. He's short. He look like he's stinky, hairy. Like, what the fuck? And well, my- he's stinky. <laughs> <laughs> and my cousin was like he do when uh and i was like what power is you talking about he don't have all he got is his claws and he can heal you know and he was like no because when the show like during the the opening sequence when he do that thing and he have that that little arc over his head and i was like you stupid nigga <laughs> I, was, I was like that is not a power i was like are you serious so then we had a whole debate because he swore up and down that Wolverine doing that that claw thing and the way they animated it to make it so you could tell that there was a sound from him doing it. Uh, they wear me out with that sound. Oh, he swore up and down that that was a power. And I'm just like, so if that's a power, why hasn't he ever used it? As much as he get his ass beat? Thank you. <laughs> <sighs> memories. I have some weird memories from X Men. Clearly, listen, X Men Legends was everything. Okay, but we're talking about LGBT representation. So, are there any other openly LGBT characters that you guys know about? I thought Wolfsbane was a lesbian, and I, I thought Carol was a lesbian too. John, you think everybody a lesbian though? So. No, and I think Domino was a lesbian too. See, I thought she was on the spectrum. Both of them, because I know Wolfsbane was a part of the Excalibur, and that was the X Men team that was based in Britain. Yeah. Um, Domino was a part of X Force with uh, Cable and some other folks. But yeah, and oddly enough, Cannonball is supposed to be from Kentucky. 
And didn't he have he had a sister named Husk, right? Yeah, from Generation X. Yeah. Ooh, we getting way back there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and mm-hmm. oddly enough, they did have a uh, episode when they uh, the X Men went came to Kentucky. And I'm acting like they real life people here, y'all. Come <laughs> oh. on. <laughs> they was here, y'all. They was right down the street. <laughs> right. I got Mag- the shirt. They gave me bisexual too. Who? Magneto. Uh, I'm I, trying to figure out. Not, not because of Sir Ian McKellen, but I remember watching this. I was like, that, that hair was just, he would just toss it a little, just like, how you doing? Like, it was just very, like, <laughs> come hither. Chill I mean, I don't know. My my adult creep eyes looking back are like, yeah, he he could give me he could give me daddy top. He yeah. Okay, Paul daddy. He could definitely give me daddy. I only top with my with my cock ring. Right now, nah. <laughs> those are so unnecessary. But that is a whole nother issue. Listen. Can I just t- listen? Whenever I come across like erotic X Men art that's like gay, I'd be like jackpot. But I've anyway, <laughs> it's it's there's not a lot of it. But anyway, that's a whole different topic. Okay, so we got Iceman, we got North Star. I think North Star got like married. Yeah. Oh, Shatterstar. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That my man Louis Tan played. Oh, they did them so damn wrong. Let me tell you something. Dan Pool too could kiss my motherfucking ass because they didn't have to do that. They didn't. They really didn't. They wasted all them damn actors. I'm like, man, get the fuck out of here with this. Uh, okay. So since we are already talking about freak shit and X Men, <laughs> let's wrap it up with these last few things. So. Nick, we know that you had or had a crush on Sabretooth. Which, <laughs> <laughs> child. Ooh, child. The death wish. But anyway. Um, hey, I'll, if, if it ain't fun, if, if I'm not bleeding or getting my hair no, pulled. No, we don't, we don't, no, we don't do that. <laughs> I'm kidding, y'all. I'm kidding. <laughs> we don't do that. Okay, I'm any kidding. other characters? Oh, um. Well, I would bust it open for Gambit. Okay. Um, I would bust it open for Cyclops and Havoc. Choo choo. Um, you would pick the brother. You know what? Bro, Magneto in the mix. Bukaki party. Let's get it popping. Oh, she's um, nasty. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, that's about it. Come on, X come. What? Ah! <laughs> well, there's the name of the episode. <laughs> 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 Oh my, everywhere I go, why? I can't say nothing. <laughs> what was uh oh god no, his... no bishop in the mix too. You want all that drip? I was gonna say <laughs> soul glow, <laughs> I don't know. Like I feel like Bishop might have a big dick, but listen, your whole house Whoa. gonna be smelling like Jerry Curl for three weeks. Is oh, it worth it? Oh. You got a homemade slip and slide in your house now, thanks is to it, him. Is it worth it? For him to flip it down, flip it and reverse it? I don't know. That drip drip. You right. bust your ass in the middle of the night trying to get to the bathroom. Right. Now you need a new patella. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, let's see. I've always had like a soft spot for Colossus. I don't know if I have a crush on him. But is this on aluminum metal too? 
I'm, he some, is steel, not aluminum metal. Don't do that, man. <laughs> Don't do Baratrytsky uh, like that. Some of the <laughs> illustrations that I've seen it is. Would that, would that, I mean, you talk about protect our walls. Like, how can, can you? He on his he own. Like I said, like I said, I didn't say I was attracted. I just said I had a soft spot for him. Would his anus be metal? Would it? Yes. Like, could he? And then I have to agree with John. I don't think I properly <coughs> appreciated Gambit until I got older. And I feel like his eyes would creep me out. But at the same time, it would be like kind of intense if you like fucking in the dark and his eyes are like glowing red. <sighs> Okay, that is kind of you know what I'm saying? You be like, give me that demon dick. <laughs> anyway, what was um homeboy's name in uh, the Mojo episodes? Long shot, long shot. Yes, he had that '80s ass haircut. Oh, oh yeah, the X Men's version of Vega from uh, Street Fighter. No, okay, so. Uh, did you guys ship any characters? And it don't necessarily have to be gay. But Gene you... and Scott. Yuck. Okay, so Nick? Storm and Wolverine. Okay. Well... During that episode, uh, uh, One Man's Future. Mm-hmm. Well, One Man's something, whatever it yeah, was. Know, when yeah. They had went back in time to uh, save Xavier. Mm. That was real. That was, that was the episode when Nimrod was chasing him, right? Uh-huh. And um Ooh, that nigga Nimrod was like nothing to play with. Fitzroy, the one with the I think he had gray green hair, had to open uh the jacket, no chest, well, no shirt, chest all out. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I might bust it open for him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Bishop's and Bishop's sister was in a shard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like yeah. her. I guess and going back to what you said, I might be like, so I feel because I feel like now that we talking about it, like I said, like I didn't have all these thoughts when I was watching it. But now that I'm adult, I'm an adult and I'm like a creep. I'm thinking about it <laughs> and I'm like, I like Gladiator would have been like a gentle giant. So I would have been like, so Gladiator, like, where do you get your hair cut in space? Like, what's up with the what's up? Right. He knows he go down. He goes. He flies all the way to Earth. Goes down to Compton, right on Crenshaw, get that shit laid like world peace, and then flies right back on home. Them niggas be like, nigga, we told you to stop putting this shit in your hair. Right, and he's That's like, why what? the shit stiff now? He gets up and they're like, oh no, we good. We we just mm. we just want you to do better. Yeah, 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 yeah. <clears throat> so yeah, I may have to uh, be like, so listen, listen, Gladiator, you can pull it to the side. What's up with the what's up? What that mouth do? Besides, <laughs> besides defend the the throne, <laughs> right? Besides blow hot air. Uh, ooh, and he got that laser vision too. Oh lord, please don't kill me. Oh, anyway, I think that's gonna wrap things up. Cause oh lord, we where are we? How did we get here? How how did we get here? Anyway, John and Nick. <laughs> oh, I want to thank you guys so 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 much for coming on and helping me celebrate 100 episodes. Just having such a fun conversation. Don't have really shit to do with shit, but I just wanted to do something fun. Listen, I have some great guests lined up for 
100 plus. So I was like, we can take a break and do something fun for episode 100. So again, thank you guys for joining. Of course, thank you so much for having us. And uh, John, tell people where they can find you. You can find me on Twitter, Snapchat, Instagram at the Johnny Effect. You can catch my Raggedy Show weekly. That's it. Okay, and Nick, you can catch me on Twitter. I'm at Porter Pizzazz. Uh, you can catch Megashine Pod at Megashine Pod at on Twitter. Look us up on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. And can usually see me uh, talking shit about my coworkers. <laughs> yes, fact. All right, that's it. One hundred episodes out. I will see y'all next week. Bye.